step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. One, two, one, two. One. One, two, one, two. One, two, one, two. One, two, one, two. Not playing, man. All right. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, you Oh, let's 
Yes, Lord. My God. My God. Lord, help me keep my vow. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Amen. We make that vow. A vow to the Lord is like a promise to him. We are promising him that we're going to do our best to be the best we can in his kingdom and to continue to uplift his kingdom and to help build his kingdom. That is awesome. Thank you. Uh, Sister Deborah, for that beautiful song this morning. We are so elated for that beautiful song this morning. All right, all right, all right. Taking up prayer requests this morning. My prayer request this morning is that you continue to keep people with COVID, keep them covered under the blood, that they may be healed. Also, for all the bereaved families or someone that you may know that has been fighting COVID or that has passed away due to COVID, asking this morning that all the prayer words can keep them lifted up before the Lord. COVID is snatching us out of here quicker than we know. It's taking us out of here fast, everybody. Saints of God, people are rapidly dying. I personally know people that have had relatives near and dear to them that have passed away from COVID. This is not a joke. And I just want to pray that everybody continues to use wisdom and knowledge when they're out and about working, doing essential things that need to be done, that they're continuing to follow the guidelines and continuing to use the utmost of common sense. That is my prayer request this morning. Do we have any other prayer requests in the studio? Well, I want to, I, my prayer request is to pray my strength in the Lord. Excuse <clears throat> me. Pray that God will continually bless me spiritually, continue to bless me naturally. Uh, my prayer, it's also my prayer request to keep praying for the world, keep praying for the nation as a whole. Keep families and bereaved families in, in, in their prayers. Every time you go to your bed to go to bed and get on your knees and pray for yourself and for your family, remember all the other families that are suffering in some form, some fashion, be it that they lost a family member to COVID or any other sickness, or be it that they just want their kids to, to, to be saved and to find Jesus and to give their lives up. Also for them to give their own lives up if they have not surrendered their souls to Christ. Yes. Pray for my family, my, my extended family here in Apple Valley, all my children who are who are living in other little states and, and, and cities. Uh, pray for, I'm so sorry, excuse me. Pray for, uh, I have friends that I, I say prayers for every now and then. Uh, they live in different states and, and things like that. And some of them have been suffering, either sick themselves or Losing family members as well. Uh, I my my brother who passed away, my brother Lee. He had a best friend. Uh, they call him Solo. I just got word that he passed away a couple of days ago from COVID. So keep his family. I don't remember his real name. So just, but just God knows who you're talking about when you say Solo. Just pray for his family as well and keep yes, praying my friends in the Lord. Amen. So that's a blessing. So from our Facebook chapter here. Um, we thank God for Deacon Eric being on. He's stronger than ever. He's healed Amen. and he's doing good. His wife, Sister Maya, we thank you guys so much. We're still going to keep you out of prayers that you stay stronger and you keep doing the will of the Lord as you're doing. I love hearing him on Sunday school reading and breaking down the word. It is so good on Sunday school, so we thank you, Deacon Eric, for that. Um, we have uh, Sister Retirement Moore. She's on. Thank you, Buffy, for being on watching this morning. Right. Elder Shepherd's on. Thank you. Elder Harper's on. We thank you guys this morning. Um, Elder Whitehead from Baltimore saying his prayer request is that he needs 
for him to be kept up before the Lord in prayer because he lost his godmother the other night. That's co-pastor Jesse Singleton. She passed away from complications due to diabetes and heart failure, so we'll remember Elder Whitehead to keep your family, her family, the church family up in prayer. Uh, Sister Kiko, thank you for watching this morning. Um, Sister Keisha saying her prayer request mm-hmm. is for retaining fluid in her left arm. She's been swelling and having more fluid than normal due to her arthritis and other health ailments. So Sister Keisha will keep you up before the Lord. Sister Sharonda Davis is on. She's saying pray her strength in the Amen. Lord. Amen. So praise God for you. We thank God that you're on, Sister Sharonda. I don't see um, any other prayer requests at the moment. Oh, we do have Sister Doreen is on. Thank you for watching Doreen and being an avid supporter. We'll keep you and Mother Shirley up before the Lord. If no other Amen. prayer requests, we'll have our bishop. He'll come say the morning prayer. God bless you guys for the prayer request. God bless you in Radio Land. We are here this morning, amen, to come before you. Amen is to take your private request to the Lord this morning. Let me say unto you this morning, amen, God have not forgotten you. He knows what you're going through with. Just continue to have patience. God is not through with you yet. Yes. No matter how hard or how heavy your heart is this morning, Remember, the Lord knows you, and he will not put no more upon us than what we can bear. Yes. Almighty God, we come before you this morning. Yes, Jesus. We come, Lord, with a humble heart, seeking your face this morning. Because yes. we realize that we can't do nothing without you this morning. Yes, Jesus. But we are so grateful that you allowed us to see another day. Lord, in this pandemic that we are going through with, that there are, that there, there are a thousand have left here. Yes. And we're so grateful that you allowed us to stay here just a little while longer. Yes. And if we are not right, you're allowing us to get right. Yes, Lord. Yes. We're so thankful and so grateful this morning. Yes, Father. And I know, Lord, you're not willing that any should perish, but all come to eternal life. Lord, I know it's also it's a span time. It's a time that you align us and let us take heed to you. One, one, it comes before destruction. Almighty God, this morning look down upon my brother in Baltimore, murder this morning. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. And comfort his heart and comfort his family's heart that have lost one of the dear ones to their heart, their church members. Yes. I know that you're able to strengthen them. And it seems to be no end to what's going on. Yes, Lord. But we praise you for what you're doing right now. Yes, Jesus. All around the world, those that have been taken out by COVID. Yes, Lord. Those that are left, Lord, let the eyes come open. Come out, Jesus. And let them know that you are God, and besides these, there is none other. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. everywhere. It's not by our power, not by our might, but it's by your spirit that we are here this morning. Glory. He was in Christ of peace this morning. Who mind will save fast on you. Bless all of your people. Bless your honor this morning. My God, in the name of Jesus. We're praying for those entire family. My God, everyone that called in, name by name, individual by individual. You know they request this name. Rain Jesus. Rain Jesus. Hallelujah. 
Touch their heart this morning. Lord, on our way, give us strength. Let us be encouraged. Don't let us be disencouraged. Let us fight over our struggle. Paul said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthen us. Lord, it's not our strength, but your strength. We're dependent upon right now. Glory, glory. Deliver your people from the four quarters of this earth. Deliver Jesus right now, Jesus. My God, this disease that is among the face of this earth, you know about it. You see it. You know what we're going through it. Yes, Father, yes. Work it out. And we're going to give you the praise and the glory. Thank you for another day. Thank you for your people. Thank you for allowing us to praise you another day, Lord. And I pray, oh God, if I have sinned in your sight, forgive me, Lord. If I have done anything that's not like it, forgive me, Jesus. Because I know you're coming back out of church. Without any spot, blemish, or wrinkle, any search thing. We give you praise. We give you glory. Yes, Lord. Lord, wake up your church everywhere yes, around the four corners of the earth. Wake them up, Lord. Let them turn back to you. Yes, God. Yes, God. To the old Shanda. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Bishop, for that amazing prayer this morning. This morning we're going to start a small, minute testimony service. First, giving honor to God. To our elated bishops, everyone here in our studio, all of our elders, evangelists, ministers that are on Facebook, that are on Blog Talk Radio for Blessings Our Grace Radio Hour of Power, we thank you for joining us this morning. To all of the states everywhere in Facebook land, on the radio station, just give me your due diligence this morning. I'm so grateful this morning for being able to be here another Sunday, being able to wake up this morning to give God another day that he too diligently deserves for his praise. Just for waking me up, that's enough of a testimony because someone did not wake up yesterday. Someone did not wake up today. That's right. So I woke up today. I woke up yesterday. I've had 36 and three-quarter years of life that I've woken up every day where God has given me a second chance to get it right. Yeah. And he's amazing like that. He gives us a second chance to get it right. He always does that. Until he takes us out of here every day, every moment, every second, he's given us a second chance to get it Come right. On, Are we going to get it right? Come on. Are we I going believe. to know what God is asking of us to do? Well, I know I am. And I know that most of you are, too, in our radio land and on Facebook. But if you don't know how to get it right and you watch our videos or you listen to us, on the radio station. You can confide in us, and I'm grateful that we have members in our church prayer partners. I'm so elated that we have a bishop that will pray with anyone, that will talk with anyone about the Bible and lead and guide them in the way that they should go. So I'm so grateful for that. Because even when I have questions, I can pick his brain so I can get all of my questions answered as well. So I think that is an absolute amazing thing that we have this opportunity, and I'm just grateful to have it. So. Um, just blessed this morning to be here. Amen. Any other testimonies in our studio? I first of all I want to give thanks to God. I give honor to the Almighty and, and His grace and mercy that He has restored over my life. I, I give honor to my bishop and father, Bishop Moore. I give honor to just life. God has given me life. I, I'm like Tasha said. 
She got 36 years and something of work of life. I thank God for 54 and a half years worth of life. No matter what I've done, he still seems fit that I was worth it to wake up, to wake me up every day and keep giving me chances. He is God of second chances. But you ask me personally, I think he's a God of four, five, and six chances, being that that's how many times he didn't give me chances to get my life right. And I thank God for the Holy Ghost. I thank him for saving me and giving me a chance again. I, I can't ask for no more. I, I can't. The Lord is my shepherd, and I shall not want. Yes. I shall not want of anything because whatever I need, I know I God got it. Even if I feel like nothing is going right for me, I thank God because whatever I need, not what I want, but what I need, he knows what I need, and he makes it happen for yes. me. Even if All it's right. something I don't feel like, um, well, that's not what I want, Jesus. God knows. He knows better than me. So sometimes I have to sit back and just take what it is he's blessing me with. Yes. And I thank him for that. I, like I said, I thank him for salvation. I can't thank him enough. I thank God for everybody who's prayed for me, who's encouraged me, put a little voice in my ear of encouragement. Because that's what we need in these days and times. Love we that. need some encouragement to keep moving and to yes. keep walking forward and to keep looking for, towards that prize that, that we're fighting so hard for. Yes. That prize which is in Christ Jesus. And, 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 the, and the fact of that prize is going to heaven eventually. And that's what I'm fighting for. That's why I said I made that vow. And I will not take it back. And I don't care what Satan is trying to throw in front of me because, boy, he sure tried to do it. But I didn't learn how to fight him better and better day by day, year by year. I figured him out. I only figured him out because I figured myself out. And I thank God for that. And thank you for everyone who has ever put my name in their mouth. When they pray. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. That's so beautiful. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amazing testimony. Yes. We can see where God is taking her. We know where she's been. We know where she's at. And we look forward to her prosperous future. Hallelujah. That is so awesome for that amazing, amazing testimony. We do what it looks like. It may not always seem like. You know, you may know someone and you may think their life is one way. But you don't know their struggle. Will, will you walk a day in her shoes? Yes. Will we walk a day in Hallelujah. your shoes? Hallelujah. The shoes we are be walking in in Christ's shoes. We just, we just touch him in that garment, I'm saying. We just take one step in his shoes, and we can just see what he sees. And we can envision the world, how he sees his precious world that he created. This is his creation. This is his beautiful kingdom on earth. So are we willing to walk even a moment in his shoes? Are we willing to have compassion and adopt a love for our fellow brethren? Are we willing to forgive? Are we willing to walk into the purpose of 2021? I truly believe that 2021 is about restoration and healing. And if you ask me why, because 2020 was, I need to sit everyone down. I need to have everybody draw closer to me. It's too much confusion, confliction, and discordance. Football games, basketball games, concerts, and all that is taken away from God. Stuff on TV taken away from God. But once all that stuff got canceled, we only have the opportunity, if we accepted the mission, is to go to God, read the Bible more, pray with the family more. Not that we weren't doing it, but now we were in close quarters with our immediate family more than ever before. We had to just join together and lean on God. So that was God opening the eyes of what we ought to do for him and his kingdom in 2020. 
And 2021, he's saying, now take what you've done in 2020 in my name and walk into your purpose. And now let's manifest that because 2021 is a restoration year. It is a year for God to do abundantly and exceedingly things for us if we allow him to. He is going to restore. From our Facebook chapter, um, from our Facebook chapter, Sister Keisha sent her testimony is she loves Jesus and that she continues to want him to be her everything. Praise God, Sister Keisha, for that. Elder Whitehead is saying his testimony is from Baltimore, Maryland. Is he thanking God for God's grace and mercy and yes. forgiving and forgiving him life? He thanks God for his loving arms. And to just piggyback off of that, God's grace and his mercy is sufficient. I always say that because I can say this personally, what God has done for me, if he did nothing else for me as of today, January the 24th, he's already done enough for me personally in my life that I could go outside and scream hallelujah from the rooftop because he's done so much for me in my life. So many doors have been opened during the pandemic. I've been able to continue to work. And now I'm working with a community organization where we're educating people about COVID and tearing down the stereotypical misconceptions about African-Americans with COVID and also about getting the vaccine. So now I'm able to still be a blessing in the community. But it's not because of me. It's not my education. It's not my background and my employment history. It's God opening these doors. God wants me to be able to not talk about COVID, but to talk about him with the African-American community. He wants me to tell his goodness, tell the testimonies, tell his mercy and how his grace is sufficient enough for me. That's God doing that. It's not me. I'm just little old Tasha. But, But with God, he does a speedily and abundantly miracle. He opens the doors for me. When I think everything is going wrong, God says, be still and let me be in control. Let me take the driver's seat. And when I let him take the driver's seat, everything falls into place. But the moment that I waver and I want to make a right when he's trying to go straight, that's when everything falls to the ground. That's, right. that's when it crash and burn. Remember, you guys, if God is leading us straight, you can't alter or make a left or a right or a U-turn. If God wants you to go straight on a path, let's stay straight on a path. It's 2021. Let us walk into our purpose. I'm just so elated to be here today. I love going to virtual church. I love being in the building. But as long as I have rest in my body, I am going to still give God all the praise. Even if I can't talk, I'm still going to clap my hands, read my Bible, and still pray each and every day that God will prepare me for his kingdom. So when he comes back, I'm ready to roll with him because I ain't going the other way. I'm going upstairs. I'm, I'm not going. I'm afraid to go downstairs, y'all. So I'm going to do everything in my power Amen. to keep doing what God is asking of me to do. So that. when he comes back, I will be going upstairs because that's where I want to be, upstairs with all the other saints, and I'm going to keep giving God all his praise. That's right. Really, I'm just grateful. I'm so elated for Sunday school. I, I love Sunday school. Let me just tell you, when, when the two elders, Elder Shepherd, Elder Harper are on, and they're both talking and they're both teaching us something, Deacon Eric and Minister Ed is on, I'm learning so much. I'm absorbing in something. I love Sunday school because all of them four with Evangelist Harris and Sister Cynthia, those six people get on Sunday school, and they be giving me life. I'll be ready to just learn. I'll be feasting in Sunday school. I don't always say a lot because I'm trying to take everything in and absorb everything. And I just love Sunday school. It teaches me so much like they were talking about Malachi, and I was just so elated for that. You know, Sunday school is a great way for you 
to learn about God. And in Sunday school, I love it because we're allowed to have an opinion about what we gain from the reader reading the word. We're allowed to elaborate on that. And we're, and when we're in Sunday school, if our opinion is not somebody else's, they uplift us and make us feel like, hey, well, I like your opinion. You learned something, so let me uplift what you've learned. So I love Sunday school because every time I do comment, I'm uplifted in what I comment. And I feel like, wow, my words matter. I said something that was good. So I love when when my elders of my church and the teacher and all the ministers, we get together and we study and we learn the word. That, for someone like me, it matters. And I thank you guys for that so much. Since there are no more, um, I don't see any more, um, oh, Sister Keisha saying that the people from Sunday school, they do have an anointing on their life. And this is why they're able to teach Sunday school. Thank you for that. Really quick, I'm going to do some quick announcements. And then after I do the announcements, Rayla is going to come on, and she's going to sing, He Saw the Best in Me. That is her song of choice today. So just one moment. Quick church announcements. TSA is going to be, first off, we are so elated for the Greater Our Nations Prayer Band under the directorial leadership of, of Elder Harper. Her and the prayer band, which consists of Evangelist Harris, Evangelist June Wright, our um, praise and worship team leader, Sister Cynthia Scaves, and everybody everywhere. They made it. 21-day Daniel fast. They made it over the mark at midnight. They sacrificed so they could pray for all of us all across the world. And a lot of their prayers, I feel like, reached me because I was on for the hour power lunch break, sharing it with my friends. Then at the night 7 o'clock service on Facebook, I was sharing, sharing, sharing. I was elated that that was available twice a day. We need that on a constant Amen. basis. Amen. So we're so grateful that they made it over the 21-day Daniel Day Fast for this is, I think, our 11th or 12th annual national prayer conference. And then next Sunday, Elder Harper has let me know that at 3.30 p.m., she will have a second service. You guys can check it out on Facebook Live under her Facebook page, Elder Harper Ministries at 3.30 the keynote speaker will be our bishop. He will be coming on. I think it's out of Isaiah 43 and 9, if I'm not mistaken. If it is, Elder Harper, please correct it in the comment section. He will be teaching us and giving us the bread of life at that Amen. time in that service. So on next Sunday, please tune in for both services. Let's continue to uplift our prayer band because guess what they're doing while we're sleeping in our beds? They're not eating. They're up praying for all of us so God can keep us covered. And if you're not a part of the prayer band and you're still praying for us and keeping us covered, we thank you, you, too. Because you you. just may not be on the prayer band. You might be in your own prayer room, in your own prayer closet. You might be sitting in the car in the garage praying for all of Greater Our Nation and the nation as a whole. So if you're praying for anybody, anywhere, let me tell you personally, from Bishop, the First Family, and Greater All Nations, period. We thank you if you are praying for Amen. all of us everywhere. We say we thank you, and you guys are survivors and soldiers. Now, Rayla will come on and sing your song. God bless you, and Amen. thank you all for the morning services. Go ahead, Rayla. Thank you very much. We saw the best in you. God bless you. <clears throat> he saw the best in me. When everyone else around could only see the worst in me. He saw the best in me. When everyone else around 
of the place whereon thou standest is holy ground. Moab, he says, I am the God of thy fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look up on God. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people, which are in Egypt, and have heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters. Well, I know their sorrow. And I came down to deliver them out of the hands of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of the land unto a good land and a large unto a land that flows with milk and honey, unto the place of the Canaanites yes. and the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perdicites, the Hivites, and the Jubasites. Now therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel is come unto me, and I have seen I have also seen the oppression where the Egyptians oppressed them. Come now, wherefore, and I will send thee unto Pharaoh, that thou mayest bring forth my peoples, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. Go and gather the elders of Israel together, and say unto them, the Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, appeared unto me, saying, I have surely visited you and seen that which is done to you in Egypt. And I have said, I will bring you up out of the affliction of Egypt unto the land of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites Perdicites and the Jubitites up to a land that flows with milk and honey. God is talking to a man this morning by the name of Moses. Instructing Moses to be a deliverer. Many of us, amen, know the story, amen. But when God instructs us to do something, he makes provision for us. Moses had fled Egypt at this time, and he was on the backside of the desert with his father, Jephro, and his family, because Moses had killed an Egyptian, and he fled for his life. But God sent him back and told him, I want you to go back to Egypt. Moses was an ordinary man like any of the rest of us. And I'm sure that he feared for his life because he knew a man that he had killed an Egyptian. 
And I know he didn't want to go back. But God's ways are not like our ways. The Lord had his people down in Egypt. Egypt to me is a type of the world. God got his people down in the world. And they're being oppressed by their taskmasters. And God is sending a man to deliver his people from the oppression. He said, come now, therefore, and I will send thee unto Pharaoh, that thou mayest bring forth of my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. God is concerned for his church. He's concerned about his children. Even though his children sometimes don't please him. It doesn't make amen any different. God still is concerned about his children. So this man, Moses, was not like a man that we would be thoughtful today, well-educated, brought up, amen, under much philosophy. No, he was just an ordinary man with a, a speech impediment. He couldn't even speak plain. But God knows who to send. Because God knows who you are. And Moses, he followed the call of God from the burning bush to the palace of Pharaoh. His persistent failure in his mission enabled the release of God's peoples from Egypt down in bondage. You know, when God calls you, you've got to have persistent faith. You've got to believe that God is and God can reward those that diligently seek him. Moses, he was the Hebrew deliverer. He was born in Egypt from Israelite parents. Saved from death. And he was adopted by Pharaoh's daughter. Educated in Egypt. And served for many years as a shepherd. God was preparing him for the great task of leading his peoples out from under the heavy hand of Pharaoh. Many of you have been called. Many have been called, but few have been chosen. I'm talking about men and women of God. God has given you a test. Amen. Is to go down in Egypt and tell Pharaoh to let my people go. And as I would indicate that, I said, go into the world. And tell Pharaoh Pharaoh is a type of the world. Want to govern everything. 
but let my people go. According to the law of the land, at that time, Moses' destiny was death. Because he was born a Hebrew male child. And they were getting rid of all the Hebrew male child. But God had a work for Moses. No matter what the devil's intention is, if God's hand is upon you, he knows how to bring you out and how to deliver you. God's divine providence called the Moses' hands to hide him for three months following his birth. You can find that in Hebrew 11 and 23. Then with fear of being discovered, his mother trusts the Lord and places this precious baby in an ark in the water among the bulrush, Exodus 2, 2 and 3. Put Moses out in a little basket. You see how God was protecting Moses? Any wild thing could have been in that river. Snakes could have been in there. Alligators could have been in there. All kind of things could have been in there, but God eyes was upon Moses. Because Moses needed it. Uh, God wanted a deliverer. So when you are born, sometimes you don't know your destiny of what God wants you to do. Pharaoh's daughter soon discovered the baby, and she named him Moses. Because I drew him out of the water. Exodus 2 and 10. Years later, God captured the attention of Moses. Spoke to him from a burning bush. There Moses received his marching orders and instructions to bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt. Man of God, woman of God, when God gave you your marching orders, did you follow his instruction? Or did you disobey the marching orders God gave you? You see, Nineveh, Jonah didn't want to go down to Nineveh. Because Jonah know, amen, that was a hellish city. God sent him down to Nineveh, and he tried to flee from God. Many of God's called people today is still trying to run from God because they don't want to obey him. Right. But Moses was not like that. Training is essential before one into the responsibility of leadership. You got to have training yes. before you go out there, amen, trying to tell the world what you to do, you need training. Too many young preachers is going out 
Because they feel like God didn't call me, but they haven't had no training. And then they get caught up and don't know what to do. You need to wait on your ministry. You got to make sure that God is ordering you. Just because God called you to the ministry, he don't mean that you should go that very moment. You should be trained. Because you got a responsibility. You're getting ready, amen, now is to tell people what thus says the Lord. And you need to know exactly, explicitly what God has told you to tell them. Although Moses, he grew up in Pharaoh's palace and had every advantage available as he adopted the son, God began working in his life and brought Moses to a place of decision. God says, amen. Moses had everything that he, he wanted in the palace. And amen, they, they, they loved Moses in the palace. But Moses was not satisfied. There was something in his, his spirit that just was not satisfied. You can be in the best places that there is sometimes and holding the best position that there is, and still there can be something in your spirit that caused you to not to be satisfied. Moses was a Hebrew. He was not an Egyptian. God sent him, amen, down to deliver him, to deliver the children of Israel from the Egyptians. Would he be reminded in Egypt of what he suffered with God? Would he remain with Egypt or would he suffer with God? Would you remain in the high places of this world and excel and accept all the highlights of this world for Satan offer you or will you suffer the affliction of God? Many of us have turned God down to have a little pleasure in this world. Many of you have been in Pharaoh's palace. Pharaoh wants you to serve him. And that is to say Satan wants you to serve him. But as I said, God has gave Moses a commission to go and to deliver his people. Moses chose to place him on the backside of the desert, working as a shepherd. When Moses was working as a shepherd, he was content. But God was training Moses to be patient, to have endurance, to suffer long with those sheep out there. To know what it means to be cold and to know what it means to be warm, to know what it means to be hungry. God was training Moses. And as I said, before we get up and take our briefcase and go trying to preach, 
Please let us be trained. Someone has said Moses spent the first 40 years of his life as somebody. Because he was in the amen, the comfort of Pharaoh, and he was somebody. The next 40 years, he spent his life as nobody because he had ran away. And the final 40 years of his life, he learned what God could do with the nobody who could commit to the will and purpose of God. You see, I'm a nobody, but God can make you a somebody. It's not about what I know. It's about how I can listen to the voice of the Lord and say yes to his will. God can make a nobody a somebody. That's right. God called and commissioned. As Moses was telling the flock, was tending the flock of his father-in-law, Jethro, he noticed a burning, a bush that was burning. Yet the fire was not consumed. In Exodus 3 and 2, and awesome. This phenomenon, Moses declared, I will now turn aside and I will see that great sight while the bush is not burned. He soon recognized this too, being a visit from God. I wonder, have you had a visit from God? Moses saw him through the burning bush. God has always attracted our attention to direct us unto his will. Many people can name the place where God made his will and purpose known in their life. From that point onward, their lives progressed with passion because they knew God's purpose and direction from them. Do you, man of God and woman of God, do you know God's purpose and direction for you? Do you know when God called you to this great ministry? You got to know God's purpose. You got to know God's will. Jesus said at this, Father, not my will, but let thou will be done. You got to be guided and led by the Spirit of the Lord, not by your own option, not by your own understanding, not by your own education, but you got to be led by the Spirit of, of the living God. Moses. He was a meek man. He was a humble man. God had always, he always attracted his attention. The voice of God. What an example Moses had. First, the abundant, 
a bush with budding without being consumed. Now, if you were on the backside of a mountain and all of a sudden there came a bush appeared before you and it was budding and that bush didn't ever go out, I don't know what you would think. But I know what I would think. I would think it was very strange that that bush would never go out because I know it's supposed to only burn for a certain length of time and it's supposed to go out. But this bush didn't go out. And this is what Moses had encounter with. And if he was, and if that was not enough, God spake to him from the burning bush. Now, amen, here come a voice out of that burning bush. God ought to be burning in your spirit. God ought to be speaking to you in your spirit. God is a fire. He is a consuming fire. When God spoke, Moses quickly responded. You know, when we hear the voice of the Lord, we can't be too slow. Right. You got to be quickly. When God tells you to do something and you hear it, boy, you got to be quick to answer him quickly. Many times that night, God talks to you and he gives you something. And you hear him, but you're laying in bed all night long and you won't get up. And you won't respond to the voice of the Lord at that minute. And the next morning, you'll have forgot it. Because you didn't quickly respond to the voice of the Lord. But he said, here am I, in Exodus 3 and 4. God told Moses that the place where he was standing was on holy ground. See, when you are in the presence of God, you are standing on holy ground. God has to tell Moses, I want you to pull off your shoes because you're in my presence. The ground that you're standing on is holy. We have to remember that God is a holy God. And he don't need, uh, he don't want no unclean thing in his presence. Pull off your shoes. For the ground you stand on is holy. I am the God of our fathers the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. God is really speaking to Moses. The cry of the captivity, the Lord issued Moses that he was not only a witness the affliction of the people of God. And let me share this with you. God knows what you are going through with. You ain't the only somebody that is going through, and, and, and amen. And don't you think, amen, that God don't know what you are going through with. God knows what you are going through with. He told Moses, he said, uh, and the Lord assured Moses that he not only witnessed the affliction of the, of the people of God who are in Slave in Egypt. God saw that. He knew that they were down there. He knew they were under some 
tough taskmasters. God knows what you're going through with. So don't feel like you by yourself out there. God knows what you are going through with. But he also heard their cries. Listen. My children, God, hear your cries. I know many times you don't think, amen, but the Lord hear your cries, but God hears your cries. All he wants you to do is keep on crying out to him. When they cried unto him, their toil, their sorrow, and their struggle. He listened to them intentionally. God listened to us intentionally when we are going through something. God never sleeps, not though he slumbers. That's right. The eye of the Lord is in every place, beholding the good and evil. God listened to you. He knows what you are suffering. And the Lord says, I have surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt. Now the Lord is saying the same thing today. I, I see the affliction of my people which is in the world. I know what my people is going through with. And have heard that they are cried by the way of reason of their testimony. I know what the devil is putting on. I haven't heard their cry. Why well, know their sorrow? God said, I know your sorrow. I know what you're going through with. In our human ability, sometimes we feel like God has forsaken us. We feel like, amen, God don't hear our prayer. But, amen, God hears and sees everything. It is, it is comfortable. Today to know that whatsoever circumstance is, God hears our cry. Come on, children. No matter what the circumstance is, God hears our cry. Corona 19, amen, God hears our cry. No matter what the circumstance is, God hears our cry. Let's don't give up on Jesus. God hears our cry. No matter no matter what heavy burdens we find ourselves under, even the burdens of the heavy hand of our soul enemy, God will hear us and will lead us to a place of victory. God will hear us. Now we 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 are under some heavy burdens right now. And we don't, we, we, we like the children of Israel. We don't know what God is going to do, but we got to put our trust in him. And I'm going to say to you, amen, as the psalm says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. And don't you lead to your understanding because your understanding is unfruitful. Your understanding is no good. Trust in the word of God. In this pandemic that we're in right now, put your trust in the Lord. God will lead us to a place of victory. The call of God would be incomplete without a commission. The Lord told Moses to go 
before Pharaoh and required and released of the people of Israel who were the slave laborers. The world will have captured God's people and got them under slavery. But God, amen, is telling us today, man of God, woman of God, go. Tell the world and loose God's people. The commission that God came with the call, God gave a purpose and direction to our life. God has given Moses his instruction or his marching order. The responsibility may have been huge, but God knew that Moses was capable. What a promotion from the shepherd of Israel to a deliverer. God can promote you. My God, I say God can promote you. When Moses began to prepare when God began to prepare Moses to face the Pharaoh, Moses questioned God, who am I that I should go under Pharaoh? Now remember, Pharaoh was the king, and Moses was supposed to be a nobody. So he said, who, I tell God, who am I to go tell Pharaoh what to do? Who am I to go tell the government what to do? Who am I to go tell Congress what to do? The senators. But listen at the words of the Lord. He said, however, the Lord gave Moses a sign of his confirmation power. Certainly I will be with thee. Believers, no matter what's coming up on earth and what we are facing right now, God says, I will be with thee. Don't forget those words. No matter what the government says, no matter what the president is saying, God says, I will be with you. Yes. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Finally, the time comes for Moses and Aaron to meet Pharaoh and request the release of the people of Israel. Pharaoh's response was a surrounding negative. No, I'm not going to let God's people go. What is the world saying today? No, I'm not going to let the people of God go. I'm going to show them the appetizing of this world. Listen what Jesus was. Listen what Satan told Jesus. If you bow down to me, I'll give you all of this. I'll give you kingdoms. I'll give you the world if you only bow down to me. But Jesus told Satan, get me behind me. Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thou God. The world has engulfed, amen, God's people. Hollywood is one of the main aims, amen, that the people of God is following. Come on out of the world. You hear the gospel preached today, Amen. Pharaoh's response was, uh, amen, a negative. He wasn't going to let the people of God go, which must have been an extremely disappointing to these men who 
had carefully followed God's request. Exodus 5, 1 and 2. God has called. God has provided himself by performing miracles. God has gave Moses confidence. And now they experience this disappointing setback. In our Christian experience, we're going to experience some setbacks. But it does not mean, amen, we give up and quit fighting or quit believing the Lord because we experience some setbacks. We're experiencing some spiritual setbacks right now. After this request, Pharaoh laid great demand upon the people of Israel and the officers of the children of Israel, which Pharaoh Tessamaster had set over them. They were beaten and demanded, wherefore, have you not fulfilled your task in making your break? You haven't obeyed me. They were beaten. Both yesterday and today. Here too, likewise, the enemy of their soul, the enemy of, of, of their soul. You got some enemies of your soul is fighting against you now. The enemies of our soul refuse to let us go on to freedom in God. The devil don't want to let you go. Listen, children, the devil don't want to let you go. The more you pray, the more he tries to disencourage you. The more you say, I'm going to live for Jesus, the more he tries to, amen, make things worse for you. He don't want to let you go. However, God is faithful in his deliverance. And we can succeed in making the brick from the enemy holding on our lives through the power of the Holy Ghost. No matter, amen, what kind of task you're under and how hard it is, God give us power through the Holy Ghost is to overcome all of Satan's adversaries. People sometimes think God has failed in a particular way, but God soon revealed his uninvolvement in the matter and offering and the reassuring. This happened to Moses in Exodus 6 and 1. The Lord confirmed to Moses who he was by declaring that he was the one who appeared to Abraham, Isaac, and unto Jacob. He also reaffirmed that he has established a covenant with them to give them the land of Canaan. Jordan affirmed to us that he has given us a covenant, that given us an agreement. If we just hold on and do what he says, yes. he's going to give us a promised land, a land that flows with milk and honey. Yes. If we can just hold on just a little longer. Father, well, amen, he reminded Moses that he had heard the groans of the people of Israel and the promise. God said, I heard them. I know they. I know what they're going through with. And I know it ain't easy on their physical body, their mental body. 
They're built on their mind. I know it's not easy, but God said, I heard them. I am the Lord, and I will bring you out from under the bondage of Egypt. God says, I'm going to bring you out from the bondage of this world. I am the Lord. God is not going to let his children continue to suffer the affliction of this world. Amen. God's going to deliver us. Yes. If we can be faithful unto the Lord, God is faithful unto us. My God, I will bring you out from the land of bondage of the Egyptian, and I will rid you out of their bondage, and I will redeem you with the stretch out arm and with the great judgment. Yes. God said, I'm going to redeem you. I'll see what the world has done to you. And I know Pharaoh is after you. Moses was ready to continue the task of ongoing before Pharaoh to the place to plead for the release of God's people. Man of God, woman of God, as he has called you, are you pleading for God's people today? Are you pleading for those that you see out there on the streets? In the uh, downhearted, the lost all hope. Are you pleading for them? Those are God people. God gave us a great responsibility when he said, go into the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Those that you think that is lost out there, those are God people. They need a message to send to them. Moses and Aaron again approached Pharaoh. But this time Moses <coughs> had received special instruction from God. Exodus 7, 2 and 3. One of the Lord's instruction was to show a miracle. God told him, Pharaoh, I'm going to show you a miracle. I'm going to show you a miracle from God. By casting his rod before Pharaoh, and it would become a serpent. The Lord then revealed to Moses that Pharaoh's heart was hardened. The world don't want to let God's people go. The world don't want to let God's people go. The world, amen, to come into the church parading itself as a man's place of God, but his worldliness is then brought into the church. The world don't want to let God people go. My God. But God don't send a man, he don't send a woman. Amen. It's to free you from the bondage that you was under. He instructed Moses to meet Pharaoh the next morning and to tell him again, the Lord God of the Hebrew has sent me unto thee. Let my people go that they may serve me in the wilderness. And behold, here too, thou wilt not hearken. God saying, let my people go that they may serve me. The devil don't want you to serve nobody but him. He don't want you to serve the living God. That's why we don't got so careless as we praise the Lord. We done got so comfortable today. 
Are we really praising the Lord? Are we really giving all glory to him? We don't got to relax. We used to pray until we felt something. We used to preach until the anointing would come over us. We used to sing until you could feel the inspiration of the power of God. Satan not come in the church. At that point, the Lord began to deal with Pharaoh by sending plagues into Egypt. The first plague, all the water in Egypt, it turned into blood. Water in ponds, one in streams, rivers, and even water that was stored in containers, an unusual phenomenon causing all fish to die, which created a great stink throughout the land. Now, God sent a plague. That was a plague. Everything on earth, amen, was in a stinking mode. But the devil still wasn't ready to turn God's people to loose. The Lord then sent frogs, multiplied in numbers, and the entire land was infested with these. Even the house and the bedchambers were filled with frogs. How would you like to wake up, amen, with frogs everywhere in your house? How would you like to wake up with license everywhere in your house? God sent a plague and still Pharaoh said no. I will not let your people go. Can you see that Pharaoh's spirit is in the world today? God is God, not Pharaoh. The Lord next showed all the Egyptian cows. He showed all the Egyptian cows through disease. God called, amen, disease to come up on all. The Egyptian cows. Now listen, my brothers and sisters, the Lord did not promise him. The Lord did not promise that what we escape wilderness and sinful lifestyle, we would be without a problem. Now, just because, amen, we don't do the things of the world, it don't mean we ain't going to be without a problem. You still going to have problems. However, the Lord, and he promised that, amen, he would make a way to escape. No matter what our problem is, amen, God will make a way for us to escape. So I'm saying put your trust in the Lord this morning. And God will deliver us. That he would make a way of escape and that he would not he would not test us above our ability to withstand. God ain't gonna put no more up on you than you are able to bear. First Corinthians ten and thirteen, if God allow it to come. <coughs> then God knows you can bear it. We all go through the Red Sea. There was a time, amen, when the children of Israel, amen, was left. And amen, Pharaoh told them to go. They were headed out, and Pharaoh come behind them. 
Pharaoh came behind them, amen, and they were facing the Red Sea. We got a Red Sea in our lives today that we are facing. Dr. Moore, amen, I wish I could finish this tonight, not today, but amen, God bless you. Read this for yourself. Amen. God has sent a messenger in the help to deliver us from this whole world. Thank you, and God bless you. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.